top story of the week. It's the end of the world and we know it. This is News Weekly. Hello, I'm Sami Shah and this is News Weekly where we punch the news in the headlines weekly. Putin the boot in news now. If you're sick of COVID and COVID variants and lockdowns and whether you should wear a mask or not wear a mask, then prepare for a break in the tedium that has been the last two years of a global pandemic. It's World War III time. That's right, it turns out all those Russian soldiers amassing at the border of Ukraine weren't just there because it happens to be the best vacation spot for the Russian army, as Vladimir Putin was claiming all this time. It turns out, get this, they were genuinely there for an invasion. Who knew? Well, Trump apparently. Trump knew. I went in yesterday and there was a television screen and I said, this is genius. Putin declares a big portion of Ukraine. Putin declares it as independent. Oh, that's wonderful. So Putin is now saying it's independent, a large section of Ukraine. I said, how smart is that? And he's going to go in and be a peacekeeper. That's the strongest peace force. We could use that on our southern border. That's the strongest peace force I've ever seen. There were more army tanks than I've ever seen. They're going to keep peace all right. No, but think of it. Here's a guy who's very savvy. I know him very well, very, very well. By the way, this never would have happened with us had I been in office, not even thinkable. This would never have happened. I knew Putin very well. I got along with him great. He liked me. I liked him. I mean, you know, he's a tough cookie. He's got a lot of uh, great charm and a lot of pride. But the way he, and he loves his country, you know, he loves his country. He's acting a little differently, I think, now. I think he sees this opportunity. I knew that he always wanted Ukraine. I used to talk to him about it. I said, you can't do it. You're not going to do it. But I could see that he wanted it. I, I used to ask him. We used to talk about it at length. That's right. Trump's KGB handler, it turns out, had plans for Ukraine all along. I mean, you really think you can trust a guy and then he does this. Circumstances require firm and immediate action from us. I decided to conduct a special military operation. Anyone who tries to stop us and threaten our country and people should know Russia's response will be immediate and lead to consequences you have never faced in your history. We are ready for any outcome. So basically, Russia is invading Ukraine to keep Russia safe. Like in 2014, when Russia invaded Ukraine to keep Russia safe. Or in 1944, when the Soviet Union invaded Ukraine to keep the Soviet Union safe. Or in 1919, when the Soviet Union invaded Ukraine to keep the Soviet Union safe. You know what? I'm starting to think you really can't trust anyone named Vladimir. In the weeks, days and even hours leading up to the attack, Vladimir Putin kept assuring the world that he had no intentions of invading Ukraine and all of this was just a military exercise preparing for war. Which, you know, is true, I suppose, because what better way to prepare for war than actually starting a war? You know, it's like they say, don't prepare to get in shape, just get in shape. But then, while saying he wasn't going to go to war, he also gave a list of demands to stop him from changing his mind about going to war. 
Like someone who kidnaps your child but says this isn't a kidnapping is just a very aggressive and possibly permanent babysitting. He also kept coming up with excuses why he just might go to war, like saying, What happened in Donbass is genocide, let's invade. Then he said, Two shells landed in Donetsk, let's invade. And now finally he's like, There's a great place in Kiev that does this amazing thing with chicken filled with butter, and I want to get dinner there, so let's invade. Putin's intention to invade was one that Ukrainian President Vladimir Zelensky had been warning of for a very long time, just as he'd been pushing for US to impose sanctions on Russia to serve as a deterrent, as heard in the CNN interview with US Secretary of State Antony Blinken. Uh, he said, quote, today our partners are saying that war may start tomorrow if there is a powerful escalation on the Russian side and then there will be powerful sanctions applied. The question is, why are you not introducing sanctions now rather than wait until after the escalation? What's well, your answer for, to that? So yeah. when it comes to sanctions, um, the, the purpose of those sanctions is to deter uh, Russian aggression. Uh, and so if they're, uh, if they're triggered now, you lose the deterrent effect. So basically, America needs Russia to go to war before it can deter Russia from going to war? Luckily now, America can deter the war because it's started. From the north to the south, Ukraine is under attack. Explosions were heard across the country before sunrise as air raid sirens rang out across Kyiv, authorities confirmed Russian troops had crossed the border into the country. Despite all the warnings and predictions, the attack caught everyone by surprise. No one more so than Ukrainian President Vladimir Zelensky's English translator. Anyone who has a military training, who, who has a military experience, has to come to the uh, uh, internal ministry to, and make yourself available for that, to protect our uh, population. From um, As of this morning, we have injured um, soldiers. Please uh, uh, give your blood to uh, the hospitals, uh, give your blood to our defenders. The invasion drew swift and unflinching criticism from the United Nations Secretary General Antonio Gutierrez. I have only one thing to say from the bottom of my heart. President Putin, stop your troops from attacking the Ukraine. Give peace a chance. That's right, quote John Lennon lyrics at Putin, that'll show him. Maybe next we can get Gal Gadot to get the UN Security Council to sing another cover of Imagine? Imagine there's no heaven. Another useless statement came from Joseph Borrell, the EU High Representative, which is a job title I didn't know existed until just now. These are among the darkest hour for Europe since the end of World War II. Man, he really just glossed over that whole Kosovo kerfuffle from the late 90s. All eyes turned, of course, to America, where President Joe Biden woke up to deliver a speech. First, he returned to the threat of sanctions, which have gone from deterring Putin from invading to now deterring Putin from invading too much, you know? And if Russia goes further with this invasion, we stand prepared to go further as with sanctions. 
All right, look, you can park your tanks in Kiev, but you can't park in the disabled parking spots. Otherwise, we were going to really start thinking about those sanctions. After that, Biden really let Putin have it. Who in the Lord's name does Putin think gives him the right to declare new so-called countries on territory that belong to his neighbors? Whoa, goosebumps. I mean, that's up there with other great oratorical declarations of war. I mean, we've got FDR declaring war in Japan after Pearl Harbor. December 7th, 1941. A date which will live in infamy. We've got Winston Churchill commanding the British to stand up and fight. We shall fight on the beaches. We shall fight on the landing grounds. We shall fight in the fields and in the streets. And now to those ranks, we can add Joe Biden. Who in the Lord's name does Putin think gives him the right to declare new so-called countries on territory that belong to his neighbors? His entire speech is basically, come on, man. Luckily, Ukraine can speak for itself. And stepping up to do that job is Ukraine's permanent representative to the UN Security Council, Sergei Kislitsia, who addressed the ambassador for the Russian Federation. So now I would like to ask the ambassador of the Russian Federation to say on the record that at this very moment, your troops do not shell and bomb Ukrainian cities that your troops do not move in the territory of Ukraine. You have a smartphone, you can call Lavrov right now. We can make a pause to let you go out and call him. If you are not in a position to give an affirmative answer, the Russian Federation ought to relinquish responsibilities of the President of the Security Council pass these responsibilities on to a legitimate member of the Security Council. Oh, by the way, he's referring to the fact that the role of President of the Security Council rotates between member states and the current President of the Security Council is the Russian Federation. The five permanent members of the UN Security Council are China, France, Russia, United Kingdom and the United States. It would be really nice if the next time we create an organization like the United Nations, you know, after this world war is over and humanity is but ash in the nuclear winds, and the cockroaches evolve over millions of years to start a new civilization, and create a global peacekeeping body comprised of all the various cockroach nation states, it would be nice if they didn't give the permanent membership to the only countries that historically have the worst record of invading others. The best part of Sergei Kislitsia's speech, however, came at the end, delivered while maintaining unbroken eye contact with the Russian ambassador. There is no purgatory for war criminals. They go straight to hell, ambassador. Bloody hell, now that's a smackdown. Australia, to its credit, isn't holding back on its sanctions. Prime Minister Scott Morrison put down his ukulele and picked up his sanctioning pen. We must ensure there is a cost for this violent, unacceptable and egregious behaviour. There must be a cost. As we figure out that cost, perhaps it's finally time for Tony Abbott to live up to his 2014 promise. Look, I'm going to uh, shirt front, Mr Putin. 
you bet you are. Uh, you bet I am. Uh, Hell, if that doesn't work, maybe we should send Ben Robert Smith over. He might even appreciate the break from his trial. An SAS soldier has appeared at the Ben Robert Smith defamation trial, claiming the decorated war veteran told him he just wanted to kill people. Maybe we can convince Putin to hire the same law firm Ben Robert Smith used. By the time they're done defending him, he'll admit to all his crimes and give himself a death sentence. It's not just Australia. The United Kingdom is also standing up to defend Ukraine. Its support was emphasised in a speech by British Prime Minister Boris Johnson, who reminded everyone that they must care about Ukraine because he knows where it is on the map. And not like some other godforsaken non-European country no one needs to care about. And this is not, in the infamous phrase, some faraway country of which we know little. We have Ukrainian friends in this country, neighbours, co-workers, and the punishments to Russia for the invasion have now hit the sports world. So let me just bring you some breaking news. Um, Sky Sports News has confirmed that UEFA is going to move this year's Champions League final from St Petersburg uh, in the wake of uh, what's happened today and Russia's invasion of Ukraine. There was a great deal of speculation about whether or not that would happen. There were a lot of calls for UEFA to make that move and make sure that the Champions League final would not happen on Russian soil. That's right. The Union of European Football Associations has finally stood up to Russia by moving the Champions League out of Russia. Meanwhile, Poland has contacted FIFA to ask if their game against Russia in Moscow on the 24th of March is still going ahead. Which it probably will, given that FIFA has no issues with the World Cup being held in Qatar this year, where the stadium was built using slave labour and there are still laws outlawing gay, bisexual and transgender people. Anyone miss Covid lockdowns? I really have started missing Covid lockdowns. It turns out the only thing stopping us all from killing ourselves was being able to stop interacting with each other. Scientists have confirmed a mutation of Omicron is out there. Right now they're calling it BA2, but it could soon get assigned a Greek letter of its own. In one of the studies, it was 1.5 times more transmissible. There is early evidence suggesting that it may be able to avoid, evade vaccines, more so than BA1, more so than our traditional Omicron variant. Finally, some good news. That's all from this week's edition of News Weekly. I'll see you right back here next week on News Weekly. In the meantime, you can catch me on patreon.com slash Shah. That's S-A-M-I-S-H-A-H. You can also buy tickets to my Melbourne International Comedy Festival show as well as my Sydney International Comedy Festival show called Unappreciated. Those tickets are available on thesamishah.com. That's T-H-E-S-A-M-I-S-H-A-H.com. Otherwise, I'll see you right back here next week on News Weekly, where we punch the news in the headlines weekly. Thank you.